There's nothing quite like talking to someone about their passion, whether it's the work they do, a side hustle, or something completely outside the box. I just love hearing people share the things they live and breathe for. Welcome to My Passion Project, the podcast where we do precisely that. I love running. I haven't always loved it, but during university, I started to jog in the morning. I found it cleared my head, and as a student, I needed to at least do something to look after my health a bit better. I ran a lot more in Canberra. It's a beautiful place to run and did my first half marathon. Now in Sydney, I'm spoiled. Morning runs to the Opera House, Mrs. Macquarie's chair in my personal favourite Rush Cutters Bay. I'm not the fastest, nor can I run the farthest, but I really do love it. So I couldn't resist when an email landed in the podcast mailbox about someone who had a passion for running. But not only that, they had a passion for running with a purpose. Janelle De Silva has been running for an incredible reason. I can't wait for you to hear more. Hi there, Janelle. Thanks so much for joining my passion project. How are you today? I'm enjoying hump day. You know, it's Wednesday. It's a bit cold down in uh, Melbourne, uh, but, you know, it's not a bad Wednesday, I've got to say. Well, thanks so much for joining our podcast, Janelle. Could I start by asking you, what is your passion? Just a small question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got so many passions, Matt. Um but essentially, I'm very passionate about running. It's something that I've always done. When I was a kid, I didn't know that uh, I was particularly good at it. But, you know, as you do when you find out through school sports and things, you know, competition creates a whole different spin on athletics and the sort of fun of running. And I, I guess I found out that I was a runner at that point in time. But um, it's been a very interesting relationship with running my whole life, but it sort of got serious. Well, it kind of became it became love around maybe six years ago, I think. And what, what took place six years ago that, that turned that into a, a true love? Uh, <laughs> we went from dating to the next phase. Uh, <laughs> Um, lots of one-nighters with my <laughs> What was it? It was, oh, look, it was a bucket list thing. I don't know. When I was reaching my late 30s, uh, look, I don't know your age, but I am over 40. I'm mid-40s now. And I had this feeling like I wanted to get my some of my bucket list down and marathon was on that bucket list. So I was 38 when I ran my first marathon and it was just a, a challenge, a personal challenge. It it wasn't, you know, I wasn't necessarily running for a time or anything like that. I did train. But, yeah, it was in taking on that personal challenge that sort of shifted my whole perspective on how, yeah, how, how running can inform me as a person. And, um, and you know, it's a very simple thing, but the gifts have been quite complex and really um, expansive. You know, it's led to establishing a philanthropic personal project essentially which has been ongoing ever since 
Can you tell us a bit about that project? Yeah, sure. Look, it, it's it's in redevelopment at the moment, but essentially it's being called the Run Bitch Run project. <laughs> and basically, I when I did when I signed up for my, for my first marathon, I it was the Melbourne Marathon, and it asked whether I wanted to raise money. And I thought that's a really good idea. I didn't think about that before, and I saw that. Kathy Freeman Foundation was one of the choices and I was like, fantastic, absolutely want to raise money for Kathy Freeman. And and then I had a, you know, almost like a flashback to a really bad experience actually. It was, it was a, a racist attack when I was a kid, probably in my mid-teens. And essentially, yeah, it, it, it was it was quite life-changing in the sense that I decided to write a poem about it and I thought that, and the poem was called Run, Bitch, Run, and um, I recorded it uh, because I'm a performing artist. So, yeah, I made a spoken word poem, put it up on YouTube and just basically said, if you would like to donate to my marathon, you know, here's the link. And I essentially uh, raised $12,000 for that run and that was the highest individual fundraiser for the Kathy Freeman Foundation in that year. And um, and that sort of set the tone in, in the sense that people really connected with the Run, Bitch, Run story. They shared it with friends. There became this sort of momentum. And so, I, you know, a marathon, well, you know, I'm a mum, so, you know, it's a little bit like giving birth. It's incredibly arduous and difficult, but... It's incredible when you cross the line and then you forget how painful it was <laughs> and what you had to do to get there. And so, yeah, marathons are a little bit addictive, or they can be, and I essentially am training at the moment for my 12th. Your 12th, and and this is 12 in, what, six years? Yeah. That's extraordinary. Years. And we raised, so, and from there became the Run Bitch Run, Run Bitches Run community. And so essentially I started to bring people into People just started really supporting the whole thing and I was like, you know, I'm not any, I'm not a good runner, you know. I'm just a mum who runs. So, you know, I was like anyone can run. And that the point of it actually was that I was really aware that I am a non-Indigenous Australian. I'm a person of colour. I'm descended from immigrants. I'm the first generation Australian. And I'm aware that um, I've got kids yeah, I'm aware of the Closing the Gap report. I've read it and I can see that there's huge discrepancies between the opportunities available for uh, non-Indigenous people and non-Indigenous Australians and our First Nations people, including education for our kids. And the Cathy Freeman Foundation provides um, educational support for families, for kids in four remote communities. So because, you know, education, I'm really passionate about um, education being a birthright for every child and my kids, you know, have had access and I just, yeah, it, it became very clear for me that advocating for uh, to the general public about this issue, that there's this gap in education for kids in remote communities, let alone First Nations kids, yeah, I, I basically made that my uh, talking piece around the Run, Bitch, Run movement and, and then people came on board and so now essentially 
just pick an event. Yeah, and we're, we've raised about $80,000 so far. Wow, that's extraordinary. And there's something beautiful about you've taken what was a pretty traumatic experience and no doubt a painful one, but turned it into this powerful positive impact, $80,000 over six years, I'm sure many, many people inspired throughout. It's a beautiful thing to have done. Did you envisage that when you first signed up for that marathon? Absolutely not. No, you know, I honestly, it was kind of a test for me because, because I'm an artist, I'm very creative at night. And to be completely honest, It was a challenge, a personal challenge to see whether I could actually go to sleep at night. So Mm -hmm. I thought, what can make me sleep at night Um, instead of, you know, creating from 11 till 2 a.m. every night? And I thought, well, running. And I thought, okay, well, sure, I can run, you know, 2, 5, 8, 10 Ks. But I thought, what would make me really tired? (laughs) I thought, well, a marathon distance is probably, you know, the most tiring thing I could think of. So I just thought, all right, what if I start running to be able to sleep better? And lo and behold, so it was a very basic, self-fulfilling, narcissistic goal that kind of opened up deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where, yeah, I was invited um, just before the world went mad in February 2020, just before lockdown, I was invited to do a TED Talk about Run, Bitch, Run and perform the poem and, and yeah, that, um, oh, I didn't tell you the most amazing thing about this whole experience is that after the first marathon, when I did, yeah, when I, when I raised that 12 grand or when people gave me 12 grand, it wasn't, yes, it's my individual thing, but you know, if people didn't get behind me, it wouldn't be anything. So it, it really is a team and community effort, but I was able to actually meet Catherine and show her the poem, like sit with her and watch the poem. And that was, you know, apart from giving birth and marrying my husband, that was like the highlight of my life was to sit with Catherine Freeman and let her hear my story and how that um, had inspired me to run. Wow, that that's extraordinary. How was it there in the moment? Well, by the end of it, both she and I were in tears and she was like she's such an incredible person i'm not sure like if you've ever met her but you know just even hearing her speak you know incredibly humble grounded loving caring like just such a real human like such a real salt of the earth human and she was you know the, the first thing she said was oh you know you're awesome and i was like are you kidding me you're awesome and we're crying snot and you know and she goes, I just have to show my mum this video. And I, I just, like, I lost my proverbial shit, to be honest, because it was just like, wow, Catherine Freeman wants to show her mum this poem. That was like the ultimate, you know, if I never, you know, win an Oscar or a Tony or an Emmy or anything, you know, any kind of accolade, a Logie, whatever, <laughs> the fact that Catherine Freeman wanted to show her mum my poem was it, like, for me. It's a very powerful poem and I've really valued seeing your TED Talk and I'll be sure to um, share it to our listeners. I want to go back to that first marathon you ran in Melbourne six years ago. How did it feel crossing the finishing line? Oh, mate, 
all of like you're from Sydney, right? So I, am, yeah. I don't know how much you know, it's I think you really have to be a Victorian. <laughs> but I mean to love the MCG as much as I love the yeah. MCG. You know, it's kind of like you know, my family are they're Chinese and Indian people from Pakistan and when they came here in 68, they really wanted to assimilate. You know, they just wanted to be Australian. And so sport was the thing. And so I literally were, um, was raised with, you know, Wild World of Sports on the telly all weekend and every sport, every season, particularly cricket and footy, uh, my family was following. So to run and like to run a marathon and finish in the G. Like I never tire of it. I, you know, the, the moment, I mean, of course, you know, I'm at 42Ks by the time I walk through the gates or run, you know, hobble through the gates. So it's like it's pretty transcendent anyway, altering life experience to, to just be knowing you're 200 metres from the finish line. But to do that in the G, it honestly raises the hairs on the back of my neck because I know that, you know, incredible athletes from around the world have given their best in that arena and that yeah I don't know there is something magic on that ground I've got to say what a special place to finish that first marathon where where have your other runs been around melbourne as well or else uh, yeah look i've done a couple of trail i love trail running totally different type of run than than a road marathon but i've done great great ocean road marathon you know i'd love I've got a list of my dream marathons around the world, um, including like the Great Wall of China and, you know, wow. obviously Boston. And there's just, there's some some key runs. And I'd love to go to marathon in Greece and there is a marathon in marathon. Wow. Um, where it started. So I'm planning on, you know, doing this for a while. And so I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it fast. I'm just, I'm just doing it. So, and that was part of, I think, you know, through the pandemic, that was great to be able to do virtual marathons with teams all around the country. Actually, internationally, we had people running from Dubai, um, Vietnam, uh, the States. So, yeah, it was in the in the team raising money for the Cathy Freeman Foundation. What a wonderful way to stay connected and to stay healthy during the pandemic. I, I've got to say my morning runs I can't think of how I would have survived um, COVID and, and lockdown without without the sort of peace of mind and, and routine as well that comes from from running. I, I'm a big fan of the book Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. I don't know if you've come across it, Janelle. No, and, I haven't. What is it, Shoe Dog? Shoe Dog. It's the guy that founded nike but it starts with his passion for running and he's got this beautiful quote near the beginning that is about running and he talks about it as being it's hard it's painful it's risky the rewards are few and far from guaranteed but when you run around an oval or down an empty road you have no real destination at least none that can fully justify the effort of running the act itself becomes the destination. It's not just that there's no finish line. It's that you define the finish line. Whatever pleasures or gains you derive from the act of running, you must find them within. It's all in how you frame it, how you sell it to yourself. Does that ring true to you? Oh, yeah. I've got 
big smiles and big warm fuzzies in my heart. It's it's such a true thing. And it really, you know, I run, as I told you, all through my life, but there's the runs that have been, you know, the most unremarkable run but, but life-changing in the sense that, you know, I, I remember running around, I lived on a farm, like a flower farm at one point when I had, just after I had my second child, and I, you know, I was feeling pretty low. I had quite a heavy body weight. Um, yeah, I was just kind of probably, probably honestly, a little bit postnatally depressed. Mm. And I'm just a man, like when you just said that, I just remembered a run that I had just around the farm and I was running laps around the farm because I was too self-conscious to do it out on the street. It was just the act of doing that, pushing the pram and getting it done and the personal achievement in that, fighting my own demons, you know, choosing to just, choosing which thoughts I wanted to focus on uh, because, you know, my body, even though, I, yeah, I'm training for my health marathon, my body still says stop, you know, after 10, 15 minutes. It's like, okay, enough. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do this, Janelle. It's, you know, my mind is incredible and now I kind of, you know, I'm, I really enjoy the challenge of listening, like choosing the thoughts that I want to listen to. Obviously the endorphins afterwards are, you know, second to none. Um, that post run high, but honestly, there's another layer for me, and that is that I'm aware. I'm not. I was born here, and I I love being a part of this country. But I am not. This isn't my home as such. Like this is this this is unceded country. I'm running on. I'm running on Wadawurrung country, and it's unceded. It was it was never given up to for colonization, and so. I'm a, so my running is like a meditation. I'm each step. I'm aware that I'm running on someone's country. I'm running on song lines. I'm running on stories, and um, so I run respectfully. You know, I, I run so that my feet aren't laboured on the ground, but so that I'm you know consciously sort of deciding to run with respect. And and I'm aware that running is a natural feeling for my body. So I'm aware that my ancestors probably. You know that like running was a part of their livelihood, and and so yeah, for me, I sort of drop into the literal physical experience of being in like on country. Yeah, I have the privilege of being on the surf coast, so I'm running by the beach and just feeling my body, like feeling what it feels like to run in this body. The fact that this body has arrived in this country because I am, you know, multi generationally mixed race, so I'm. You know, my ancestors come from all over the place. So, yeah, I'm just running for me is a um, it's an awareness about, yeah, I suppose it just brings me back, back into the present moment. And when it's hurting, I just I actually choose to think, okay, have you even acknowledged you're running on country, Janelle? Do you know what country you're on? Um, have you said it? Have you said I'm on water on country? You know, just I might say it out loud. You know, I'm one of those crazy runners that you might hear crying or swearing or laughing. You know, it's like I'm a bit of a cathartic runner. But yeah, I, I will I will just kind of say something and, and just na- sort of name sort of basic things that help me to go, yeah, I'm here. This is this is just how it is today. You know, I might feel heavy or clunky or I might feel like I'm flying or whatever. I really 
love and enjoy the fact that running is I have the I have the right to do that you know that that, that that's a gift that I get to give myself and it's just a personal win you know it's not like I said you know I'm just I'm just a mum running but I'm aware that I'm teaching myself you know so many different lessons in those processes in that basic process and and also that you know starting off later you know I do think wow what if I really put my mind to it 20 years ago you know but it's not 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe in 20 years' time I'll look back and I'll go, great, I'm glad I started that then, you know, and because I, I get, you know, I see people, um, the thing I love about the Melbourne Marathon is that the Spartans, the people who have run over 10 times, you know, there's people that have different colour tank tops and um, there's people who have run every year from the start. Um, so that is 45 It'll be 45 marathons and they're wearing that tank top. So they're in their 60s, 70s, 80s and it's pretty amazing running in their presence. And, you know, I've asked them for, you know, any pearls of wisdom and they just run, they just say run at your own pace. Wow. Just just keep going at your own pace. And, And that, there's so much in that. You would know yourself being a runner. Running at your own pace is a great metaphor for every aspect of your life. And sometimes it's hard to be consistent in terms of, you know, just keeping up with your own rhythm, you know, not pushing yourself beyond or or just actually just dropping into your zone and dropping into your flow, knowing what your stride is like on the day. Yeah, there's a lot to it. There's so much to it, as you know. Do you ever run with other people? Not lately because I was, yeah, I have been a part of running groups in the past, but I haven't joined another one. I've had a bit of a break, to be honest. Um, My my last marathon was the Melbourne, and, yeah, that was December, and I took off most of the year up until this week. I just started training again, Mm. so... Um, this has been the biggest break. I mean, I, I was like running every now and again, but not with a group. I do love doing that. It has a totally different vibe, and yeah, it's 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 got its own magic, which is a good thing. I find it's great to have both. There, there were some some months that I was really reluctant to run with others for a lot of the reasons you've described. That meditative state you can almost be at, being alone with your own thoughts and my friends would would pester me to run with them and and when i did i would i would love the different energy and the the drive that comes running alongside someone i i think like most things in life it's great to have that balance between the two yeah i in in the past i the thing is about me matt is um i really like to be able to to tune in with where i'm at on the day and you know some days i'll feel faster than others and um you know, because I do have a, a menstrual cycle as well, you know, my energy levels, I've got five kids, so, you know, it's timing and, yeah, it, it might be I just need to actually get out of the house or it might be that I've got an hour and I can run 10Ks, yeah, or, or even longer. So it's it always, it's almost like, um, it's like, tough love for myself or it's like you know it's like real love it's kind of it's good for me but it doesn't 
it's not necessarily fun the whole time, um, but I always, always feel better for it afterwards. You, you never regret a run, do you? Nah, never. Do any of, of your kids run? Oh, yeah, they do, but not, yeah, not, no one's doing it. No one's doing athletics and they might do park run with me every yeah. now and then. And, and my 18-year-old, he'll go for runs in the morning, but he's he's doing a carpentry apprenticeship, so he's up at four. Pretty early starts, yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, I'm probably deep in a dream at that point and really enjoying it. So, yeah, I mean, part of that whole first marathon training was about, yeah, it, to bed early and up early. And I actually, oh, yeah, the other thing that running gave me was I'd never experienced sunrises so consistently, mm. like, you know, training five to six days a week up before the sun and, and finishing on sunrise. That energy in the morning, oh, my God, it's it's like, you know, it's magic. That's it's incredible stuff. There are a few things more hopeful than seeing the sunrise on a on a run in in my experience. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, particularly through the pandemic. Again, it was like, you know, it had it had hope, it had beauty, it had that beautiful, you know, reconnection with the bigger story of whatever's going on. Mm. And yeah, I I really um, love the fact that running has given me so much respect for the sunrise and and I do know how that's the most and I know of how people have said oh that's the best time of the day but but yeah having a lived practice a a shared sorry a lived experience of consistently getting up for the dawn and um, doing something for myself during that time has been yeah I, I can't even begin to tell you what a gift that's been to myself. Janelle, how can people help or get involved in Run Bitch Run? Mm. Yeah, look, I am I'd love for people to come on board. Like the the Kathy Freeman Foundation only has they've got the City to Serve, um, where you are, and then they've got the Melbourne Marathon and I think they're just about to link up with the Great Ocean Road. So they don't actually have formal partnerships with runs, but what I do is just literally set up a GoFundMe, a GoFundRaise page and then link it to the Cathy Freeman Foundation. And so it's a legit fundraiser. The money just goes straight to them, but it's under the Run Bitches Run title. This is just a way in which I see myself paying the rent, um, paying it forward for our First Nations kids because I, you know, whether I, like obviously I didn't know it, but but I am the beneficiary of colonization and colonization has been terrible what it's done for first nations people and the fact that we're the only commonwealth country in the world that doesn't acknowledge our first nations people in our um uh, via treaty or um in our what do you call it what's our constitution um so i'm i'm just aware that there is a big discrepancy between the way in which um institutional power is shared through the short history of this country. And I know that my family, though we are immigrants and we are people of colour, we have benefited from those systems. And so for me to run to raise money for the Cathy Freeman Foundation is the least thing that I can do to acknowledge that I um, I want to settle my personal debt with, with benefiting from this system. I, I'm, I'm aware of my privilege. 
I'm grateful for what my my family have done to be able for me to live with privilege, but I'm also aware that my Indigenous brothers and sisters and, and the kids and the elders um, have suffered greatly for it and still do today. So, um, yeah, this is a way in which I, I suppose, can settle with my conscience on a day-to-day basis. Thanks so much for, for sharing that and we'll include um, links to all those sites uh, in the show notes. Janelle, is there any advice you'd offer either to fellow runners or other people that are passionate about different things? Oh, look, yeah, look, well, just on the to, to finish up the running thing, I just want to invite everybody to decolonize the definition of running. So, you know, often we when we think of runners, we think of, you know, skinny, lithe, you know, muscle-bound humans that are moving at, you know, incredible feats through through time and space. And I really encourage people to, you know, just enjoy and celebrate their own bodies, regardless of whether you have limbs or not, um, that movement is your birthright and that there is some, there's a freedom and there's a beauty in the connection with the earth underneath you. And so running is not necessarily, yeah, it's not a destination, it's the act itself. I didn't realise that I would find so much passion and joy in it, but the gifts are just, yeah, for, for what the act is, the gifts are just insurmountable in return. So I, I guess I want to tell people who are listening, regardless of what you're interested in, that you, you're never too old. Like if you're breathing, you've got time. And that idea that, yeah, you could have done it better or stronger or this or that 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it doesn't matter. I, I just think that that those concepts are really entrenched in marketing and you know we just really need to move beyond this whole obsession with youth in our culture and to just embrace you know where you're at and allow yourself the joy of you know of 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 being present to whatever you feel passionate about um it's never too late thanks so much for joining my passion project janelle thank you so much matt and thanks to everyone listening go and be passionate about your passionate selves If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe or share. I'd love if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you download your podcasts. And if you or someone you know has a passion worth sharing, be sure to get in touch at www.mypassionprojectpodcast.com.